0: Happy holidays officially. This is episode 110 of the q and A podcast. My name is Anthony, and, and sitting right across from me as always is my pal De Quincey. Hey guys, like I said, happy holidays. Uh, we're recording this on December 1st, the, the start of the end of the year, uh, just, af- just after Thanksgiving. Um, it's the official, get busy
1: the official start of Christmas season yes and i know that because um i spent all day at my mother's house helping her put up her christmas decorations and let me tell you that really gets you i don't know about everyone else but for me that really gets me pumped up for christmas just putting up the you know everything around the house putting up the stockings the tree trying not to knock over everything in the world yeah i just it's like i'm really ready for christmas now
0: as frustrating as frustrating as it can be once you get the job done man you're like it's a big sigh of relief and it really does put you in the spirit to like yeah you know you know get ready for all that all that fun stuff all the fun times that outweigh the frustrations of of putting up a tree and decorations and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah oh you do you put up a tree this year
0: uh probably so i'm pretty sure i know yeah. my my folks we'll be putting them one up as well. They've like, and that's another thing, like that's pretty awesome you're starting like this early. Like the past few years my family's gotten it started a little bit later, like maybe a week or two in. So it's kinda of, kinda of late by that time, but uh I think they're gonna try and get an early start this year. And uh yeah it's cool that you're you know December one and you're already you're ready to roll.
1: Yeah we just just dumb luck that this, the 1st of December happened to be on a Sunday. I was off today, so I came over, helped them set up, and uh, begin a live tree. Nice. is great. It's the first time in a couple of years ago that my mom and my grandma have had a live tree. And oh, cool. uh, they gave us their little, um, their artificial one, and that's going straight into the, apartment, into the house. Going to set that up. And I'm a firm believer that if you live in an apartment that you should probably just get an artificial tree, it's going easier for you, especially sure. like living upstairs like we do.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're a big, strong guy, but like, I doubt you want to spend your off day lugging up a, a live tree. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, thank you. Just give me one in a box and let me get to work. Yeah. That works too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's get on with our topics. First and foremost, let's talk about you, DJ, on the ones and twos again on <laughs> Thanksgiving night at uh, the Little Dipper Bar.
0: Yeah, man, uh, downtown um, on Main Street. It was fun as always, man. I uh, This is like my third time spinning records there. Um, I've spun records at some other places uh, this year, but like... The Little Dipper is definitely my favorite place to do it. Like it's a cool little bar. Um and you know, it's on Main Street, which is like a is cool, like it's a kind of a it's a cool thought to be like playing music for people on on Main Street. You know, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun, man. Um uh, you had blew away my expectations. Like it was yeah. it was a great crowd. Um and like i didn't expect the, the crowd to be so energetic
1: yeah especially from when we got there because uh i remember the facebook invite said it was gonna start at eight so i got there a little bit i was you know fashion late. i got there around 8 15. i walked in there was no music playing i was like did, did, did i think it canceled <laughs> and so um who was it you were there laura was there hi laura yep. hey laura and a couple of our other, our other friends were there and um, you just went on a little bit. What happened? Why did you go on a little bit later?
0: Um, it was it was running pretty slow. Um, like there there was only like you said only a few people, like a handful of people,
1: yeah.
0: were present, and so I really wasn't in any in any rush to get started, um, which turned out great because well, like I was able to kind of extend, um, extend my time like with the you know, with the limited amount of records I had. So it worked out pretty well. Like the, like the timing of everything worked out because as it got busier, um, I was able to play records and songs that, uh, you know, I might've played maybe a half hour earlier had I started right at eight. Um, which, you know, Those songs definitely helped the mood as it got later on. So got the people going. Yeah, man, I couldn't believe it. Like,
1: yeah, it was the first time that I've ever seen people dance like that. It was it was hype. You had all the white girls going. I'm so it's like I'm proud of you. Look at you. You picked good music (laughs) to get to get the crowd going. And um, I always wonder, how do you choose the music that you play? it all depends
0: on like the setting. So if it's like a bar like that, um, I want to play stuff that isn't too overbearing for the most part, um, unless it's a popular dance song. unless it's something like Prince or a flock of seagulls, which people can get up and dance to. Um, But I try and find a good balance of stuff that can kind of play in the background in the back of your mind and also stuff that, you'll notice and maybe dance to or talk about or sing along to or something like that. Um, and it all, de- and it also depends on like when I'm doing this. So like this gig and last year's Thanksgiving gig were late, like later in the evening. So like from eight to midnight, the first time I ever spun records was like happy hour time, like happy hour from like six to 10 six to nine or six to ten so the sun is out so you kind of want to you're not necessarily going to start playing like danceable music at six o'clock in the in the evening um i'm I'm looking for maybe you know some low-key rock and roll uh you know indie rock type stuff stuff that you know those, those are the types of things that i listen to
1: and Yes, you're the type of guy who loves the band as long as it's small. As soon as it gets 500 fans, you, you go, oh, <laughs> wipe my hands. I am done with them. They've gone mainstream. It doesn't sound the same. I'm out.
0: You know me too well. But when it comes to crowds like Thursday, uh, when there are, like you said, white girls dancing and stuff, mm-hmm. then you do have to pull out the mainstream stuff. So there was a, a few more Prince songs than, than I had planned to play. Um, a few more 80s dance hits that I, you know, had planned to play. So, you know, um, you also have to improvise. So, you know, you have to kind of get a feel for the crowd as well. So if they are wanting to be lively and want to get up and, you know, have some fun, you know, you got to kind of be prepared for that too and have stuff that um,
1: will get people moving. So when you say improvise, I want to ask you, how many songs do you have when you come into the, um, come into the bar?
0: Uh I planned for between forty and fifty. Uh-huh. So depending on the artist, it could be forty or fifty separate records. Um, like I said, in the case of like Prince, the Human League, and uh Jamie XX, like I played multiple songs from the same album, so I was kind of kind of was able to cut down what I needed to carry as well. So and there were other records that I had with me that if I needed to play um, multiple tracks from that from the same album, it definitely helps. <laughs> like like I said, you know it's one less record I have to carry. Um, I also had multiple songs by Gorillas um, that I played. So yeah, I mean I try to have between like 40 and 50, and then if I have like spare records that I don't necessarily plan on playing, but maybe I can fit it in somewhere uh you know you just kind of carry extras as well
1: yeah. and again also
0: have like i said try and bring records that have more than one song that people might be familiar with whether mm-hmm. you might be able to play or that might um uh, uh fit in with like the uh the atmosphere
1: okay oh and the songs you played were excellent i had a great time it was cool it was um so much fun being there with our friends and celebrating thanksgiving with them and your family and just hanging out and it was cool
0: yeah man it's it's a great second second thanksgiving in a row that i've done this um it's uh you know maybe maybe it'll become a you know a, a longer running tradition who knows but um, it was a lot of fun and um again i was really happy with the turnout with the the, uh, the energy that, you know, everybody had, like everybody was really there to, you know, unwind and enjoy and let loose a little bit. And and that's what it's all about, man. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's what keeps me like keeps me interested in doing all of this. Like, can I keep, you know, like, it's a challenge as well because like you want to make sure that, you know, if you are in a position where you're playing music for people, like they're having a good time. Um, because if you start playing stuff they don't want to listen to, you can very well leave the bar, and then you're spinning records to an empty bar, and 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 uh,
1: nobody likes that. Nobody wants that. And then you're never getting invited back. That's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. But nah, you should be back next year and a couple of times. That was that was fun, and you know I always enjoy it. Uh, I love going downtown and finding parking immediately. That's always a plus. <laughs> And well, the, uh,
0: Thanksgiving, man. It's,
1: you know, it's no, not no too one bad. downtown. And, you know, uh, meeting up, you know, seeing your family members who I haven't seen in, oh, forever. Yeah. Um,
0: since, since last year. <laughs> since, like, yeah, since last
1: year. Uh, Kyle and uh, Laura, haven't seen them again since last year. Yeah. Uh, just great all around. Hopefully, we, uh, you get another invite next year. We're back in there again. And, and, Fingers crossed, bigger and better as well. Absolutely, that's what we aim for. Okay. All right. Now, transition to our main topic, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. When I text Anthony on, when I text you Saturday, Saturday morning, we Mm -hmm. were struggling for a topic to talk about, and I was like, "Damn! So this is why people don't, you know, don't." make podcasts during Thanksgiving there's nothing to really talk about really. Right. like I I had nothing do you remember what you what oh, you yeah. text
0: back? <laughs> I did I uh, I was again I was on very little sleep it's been a long uh Thanksgiving weekend mm-hmm. um I I thought why don't we talk about like our top favorite um NBA nicknames like and I've got you know there's Aside from like Air Jordan and King James and the Black Mamba, which are like, those are goat level nicknames. But I feel like there's like some other really great nicknames out there that, you know, get overlooked or or whatever. And uh, so I was like, why don't we talk about that? But then I'm like, how long can we really talk about
1: it? Especially
0: like you, when, we're, when we're, like, excluding those goat-level names already. It's like, you we don't need to talk
1: about those. You text me that idea, and then your next text message was, well, maybe I need more speed. And I was like, yep, yeah, you need more <laughs> <laughs> I Because I was like, I don't know how, like, the studying that I would have the preparation I had to do for that would take five minutes, and I would just quit halfway through. I'd be like, what, what are we doing?
0: Okay, well, let, who who are your top – okay, pick your two favorite. I'll give you my
1: two favorite. As far as, like, non – oh, jeez, you go first. Cause I, to, I can't believe we're already doing this guy. Go ahead. You go. Give me your Agent list. Zero. Okay. Guild Arenas. Okay.
0: And uh, the Brody. I love that nickname. Even before Russell Westbrook became a member of the Houston Rockets, I've always loved that nickname. And I've never liked Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder. And – that was the one reason that I like paid attention to that team was like, that's such a cool nickname. I don't know why, but I've always been a fan of the Brody. All right. I'll let you,
1: you know, and that's good to me. That's, a, yeah. uh, that's exactly how that, that podcast <laughs> went with that five minutes. Yeah, yeah. That works for me. Sure. Whatever. But lo and behold, that's not what we're here to talk about today. So, that Saturday, I was on Twitter, and you, you know, I'm scrolling, and I read a tweet from uh, a huge nerd that I follow, um, and he had retweeted uh, about someone who was complaining about the Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. the, the person I follow, his name's uh, up to task, and he, his tweet reads, Star Wars fans always jump out the window to remind us why they're the worst fan base. <laughs> and underneath the tweet the person i'm not even gonna name this person because he's a complete asshole he tweeted out no one knows how to shoot in the village except for one person you guessed it a woman no explanation it's just like that hashtag the force is female
0: oh boy that's a whole separate issue i mean that's that guy's just so he's got his own
1: issues with that So, when I see things like that, my first instinct is to retweet whatever they say and just go in on them. But, you know, as I've aged and matured on Twitter, I decide first I need to go to their profile and see if this is a one off thing. Are they being sarcastic? Because, you know, sarcasm doesn't really play well on social media most of the time. So, Mm -hmm. I went to his his profile page and I found this tweet over uh, this is episode four of The Mandalorian. Uh, let's see. New plan, give me the Pulse Rifle. The Mandalorian is scared by the ATST. He hands his gun over to Carr and watches her sing- single handedly take it down. He comes afterwards to throw a pathetic grenade at the already defeated Walker. <laughs> so I saw that tweet and I, and I, I retweeted it and I was like, and I said, well, it's super obvious that you don't like this show. So why do you watch it every week? So yeah, I went to this, this gentleman's page, and he just whines and bitches about any kind of female representation of Star Wars, right? And mm-hmm. he's going down the heat, and I'm like, well, how bad is it? And it's the entire page. But the thing that trips me out is the tweets that he tweets about the Mandalorian, he's complaining about it, they come out every saturday which means he watches the show every friday and then tweets out what he hates about it on saturday and to me that makes no sense if, why do you keep talking about a show that you obviously can't stand and it's never going to change and that comes up that leads to our topic of the day people who hate watch tv and movie shows and or hate read comic books It's, it's, one of the,
0: it's one of the most annoying things about being on the internet is not even just the internet, but just, it's one of the most annoying things about like humans. Yes. Because you could even be yeah. at a bar and over here, or even be in a group of people who strike up a conversation about how terrible this is or that is. And man, at the, end of, at the end of the day, life is too short to be hating on so much. Like, yeah, why are you watching these things? Why are you paying attention to these things if you're, all you're going to do is just find something to nitpick and complain about?
1: Const- constantly. Because, okay, there's a difference between what these people are doing, hate watching, and what, say, we do with wrestling. Because we still, no matter what happens, we still love wrestling, correct? Correct. And you and i have both had discussions about the whole bobby lashley lana rusev angle oh yeah it like the whole cuckold divorce um what's that thing uh cheating no not cheating Uh, the letter she got um oh the restraining order thank you restraining order the whole situation is just stupid we've both gone back and forth but it it's not something that we talk about daily, or even weekly. If it comes up, we we'll you know if it comes up and you know I have something else to do, I'll go you know, watch a YouTube video real quick or clean up in the kitchen. It doesn't. I'm not right. sitting there watching the entire fifteen minute segment going online of oh this sucks, fuck this shit, blah 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 blah. It's like, I know. It's bad. People know it's bad. Hell, WWE know it's bad. And it's actually gotten better within the last week or so. It has. And another
0: thing about that storyline is that it's been so bad that it's been the most watched segment on the show. Like in terms of like YouTube views and stuff like that. Like I think there's a lot of hate watching involved. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's still views. It's still clicks that they're getting. Yeah. And, and that's fine, you know, if you want to, if, you know, if you're trying to, you know, get traffic to, you know, your your social media pages that way with, with storylines like that, that's fine. But I'm not going to, I'm going to do my best not to contribute to it. I'm going to do my best not to complain about it on social media. I'm, you know what I do when those segments come up? I turn mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. you know, pray it's not halftime <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually watch something and you know time it as best as i can i'm usually i'm I'm getting better at it i think now that they've done multiple Mm -hmm. weeks of this sec of this story
1: yeah and also Uh, what else what else do we do we praise the shows when they're great of course uh the last take of war Games was excellent we i loved every match the survivor series great i praise them on nxt winning and all the, you know, we did a podcast that, and yeah, One of the best
0: Survivor Series I've seen in years.
1: Yes, and the Adam Cole-Pete um, Dunn match was one of the best matches I've seen on the pay-per-view this year. We raised about it on this podcast here. So, yeah. you know, we can say something bad and still love parts of it, but this whole culture of hate-watching and hate-reading, re- it's like you watch this, you nitpick it, From you know beginning to end, you're going
0: into it with a the negative mindset. You're going into it looking for something to to bitch about.
1: You hate every part of it, so why do you keep watching it?
0: Yeah, it's baffling. It
1: it really is baffling. Like, like, like for me personally, there's a show I used to love and watch, uh, The Walking Dead. I watched I think three or four seasons, and then I just got bored with it. I the characters were basically dumbed down they did things that made no sense in a world where they're freaking zombies so you know what i did i just stopped watching it i stopped talking to it and talking about it and <laughs> you know if someone comes up to me and says oh i love walking dead it's great blah blah, blah i'm like oh well that's great i'm glad you enjoy it your enjoyment doesn't take away from from you know how I felt about it, and also, I shouldn't, you shit on something that you love, if you love it, then, and it makes you happy, I'm gonna go come and be like, oh, why, you, you like that show, what the fuck's wrong with you, you didn't have a problem when they did blah, 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 back in season three, it's like, no, I'm glad you enjoyed something, you found something that's gonna make you happy every Wednesday for an hour, why would I come away and take that away from you?
0: But at the same, you're right. You're absolutely right. At the same time, though, like you can be diplomatic about it, and you can say, "Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, you know, I gave it a shot for a couple of years, and it just, it just wound up not being something for me." And you know, that way you don't have to, like, you don't have to pretend like you know what's going on. But you can, you can be gentle about it and say, "It's, it's, it's not for me anymore, or at, at this time." And, um, but. You leave it at that. You don't, like you said, you don't need to trash the show that someone else likes, you know, in ter- in hopes that oh maybe they'll they'll feel the same way if I can convince them. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm not here to convince you that this show is trash, and I don't want you to come and convince me that it's great. We're obviously we disagree. We're going to disagree, but you're happy, so why am I going to take that away from you? Yeah. And I just don't understand these people. Like, they hate the whole. Basically, these guys hate women because yeah,
0: that's a that's a totally different. Like
1: uh, I'm, I'm talking, I'm just keeping on these Star Wars guys. They complain about everything that Ray does. The the like the guy I mentioned earlier, he's complaining about how the one woman knows how to shoot. <laughs> and it's like, have you never seen a Western where the widow you know knows how to shoot because her husband taught her, or she takes up her Form her dead husband's occupation. That happens multiple times in, in western I don't understand how you don't how you don't under, how you don't get that. It's like, well, they don't they don't explain anything. How are we supposed to know? And, and I'm like, if, it's a it's a, no, it's no, no, a space
0: I, movie. No, no.
1: I also say I also say first off, it's a space movie that had that's had planets fighting. You know you live on the outer on the outer rim. You don't think people know how to use weapons out in the outer rim where the empire isn't really there to protect people? And I always go back to the movies. You talk like you want people want to complain about how, oh, is it, she knows how to shoot a gun or rake and do this, that, and the third. Can someone please explain to me how the fuck Luke Skywalker knew how to fly an X Wing?
0: <laughs> uh well, I don't want to be that guy, but they kind of
1: talked about it in episode four. He was he was like a a racer. What does he- a what does a racer have to do with flying a goddamn spaceship? That's what I say because I can <laughs> drive my car. I know how to fly F sixteen. Yeah, but uh, I yeah, guess... Co- go ahead, go. i oh, go ahead. Explain. I want explain, someone explaining explain. me. You complain about Ray being this Mary Sue she stuff. How the fuck does this backward ass? raising a desert ass dude (laughs) who can shoot walk rats know how to fucking fly uh x-wing and destroy the the the, uh the death star hmm?
0: i thought he was going to train to be like a pilot or something i don't know i feel like they explained it better back then like they made it more because like you had to kind of explain it a little bit and you did and then you really didn't because People didn't question it that much back yeah, then. Yeah, you don't question. Because it's a man because, flying,
1: because it's a man that's the hero. You, they didn't question it. But it's, I just, how does he know how to fly next week? Come on, anyone explain. What training did he have? Right. Even, but, even if you want to say, well, he flew plane. Motherfucker, do we allow people who pilots who fly 747s, to fly goddamn stealth carriers?
0: <laughs> do we? No,
1: it's not the fucking same.
0: It's not the same. Um the the really the problem is with star wars with episode four i mean it was such a phenomenon that people got too obsessed with it like with a lot of things and they overthought a lot of everything so as they got older they kind of i feel like they stuck with it too much we're like it's like they dwell on it, and then as they keep adding to the canon with other movies and, and books and things like that, um, and the Star Wars Christmas special, um, you know, it just gives something. It, 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 yeah, yeah. How dare you sneak that in there. You thought I wasn't listening. I really did. Um, it, you know, it just – there was there's more content for people to kind of examine and, and really over-examine to really, you know – Uh, to, to question and to critique and nitpick on things instead of just enjoying a movie for what it is. It's something that's something that's entertaining, something that is, um, well acted, well written, um, is, is fun and exciting. And, you know, they just kind of, uh, it's something you could suspend disbelief with, um, but I feel like they want to dictate how to suspend that disbelief. Like, here's how it's going to happen. Here's how it should happen. Here's how these characters should be. And it's like, you know, leave it to the professionals. Like, yeah. let them write the movies and, and direct them and things
1: like that. Yeah, I really noticed that when they, after episode eight came out, after, um, what's that, The Last Jedi. And I just remember before the movie came out, there were just a bunch of people on YouTube trying to throw out their theories about who Rey's parents were and how, you know, if she was actually um, Kylo Ren's sister and this, that, and the third, and just throwing all these theories out. And then the movie comes out and none of their theories come true and they want to be mad at Ryan Johnson, Johnson, the director, and it's like, why are you mad about him? Why are you mad about those choices? He had no idea what your theories were. Why are you mad that it didn't come true?
0: Right. And for me, like, I'm not saying you have to be a professional. You have to be in Hollywood and things and things like that. But I don't want people on Twitter. I, like, I, I, you know, I don't need to see people's hate and theories on Twitter for maybe Ryan Johnson or JJ Abrams or George Lucas, whenever, maybe they do see those stories and are like, "Huh, maybe, maybe we could do that. Like, no, just let them tell the story for us, you know, or else go make your own movie. Like, I think it's, you know, that's a whole other debate, but really, you know, if it's that big of a problem, go, go do it yourself. Like do something on your own. Like, you know, there's too much complaining and, and, you know, it's, it's one less thing that we, we need to complain about really.
1: Yeah. It's like these guys, these people, especially Star Wars fans have been bitching about this since Disney took over and Disney has put out four Star Wars movies and do you know how much money they made?
0: Did they? I'm sure they've made their money back already. That they gave George Lucas.
1: Yeah, they paid uh, what four billion dollars for it. Yeah. Let's see. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh, what's the for? Uh, Force Awakens made over two billion. Both the Last Jedi and Rogue One made over a billion, and Solo <laughs> and yeah, and Solo was the failure. It only made three hundred and ninety billion. Three hundred ninety million. Sorry, three hundred ninety million. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, that's worldwide. Wow. yeah. It was. It was. I still haven't seen it. It was by yeah, far the worst here. one. But if so I four point four billion. Yeah, if I go to a movie studio and say, "Hey, I'm gonna make four movies for you. One's gonna make two billion. The other two are gonna make one, and there's gonna be one stinker. They'll do backflips. They'll throw all the money at me. <laughs> but But to get back to the top, these people who just—I don't understand. Well, hold on, because I do understand why these people hate watching shows, and they and they um, they uh, pay attention to stuff that they say they can't stand. It's because they make a community with other people who hate. uh, Let's just—you know—I'm gonna go to comic books. There are people who the the comicators who hate. You know, SJWs and the feminization of Marvel and blah blah blah, and they hate these new stories that Marvel is tell- telling. So, they they make a community of this hate and this vitriol. But the only way the community can keep going is if they they uh, buy what Marvel is selling, and then they come together, and hate it. Like as I've seen videos on YouTube where a guy will talk about how Miss Marvel is, you know, is such a terrible comic book, and he'll have the comic book and he'll be showing, you know, her what her speech, what she says, and it's like all oh, this terrible, this feminization, blah blah blah. And it's like you paid four dollars <laughs> for this comic book, so you can make the the YouTube video to put it out. On Thursday, the comic book came on Wednesday. You, you ran out. You spent gas money. You spent time <laughs> and energy picking up this comic book so you can bring it home, read it, find what you want to complain about, make a YouTube video about it to put it out so other people can watch it so you can make money off it. And that is the basic of this hate culture. It's them hating, hating this thing and then trying to make money off it. Because if you truly hate it, if you couldn't stand it, Just close your damn eyes. Go do something else.
0: Right. And something I was kind of, I wanted to get to, or I was trying to put in my head. A big reason why there's so much hate watching and complaining online is because that's what people respond to. I mean, in a way, they're they're kind of winning, if you think about it, because they got us talking about it. They have us like... You know, talking, saying, man, have, these guys need
1: to stop they, complaining. They have us but, talking about it because we didn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, let's say there wasn't hate,
0: you know, hate tweets and things like that, or you know, just hating. I guess in general,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we wouldn't be talking, we wouldn't be talking about, oh man, like there's, you know, unless it was like, no, there's, there's no amount of like nice tweets that we would be like, man. I'm getting sick and tired of like all these nice tweets <laughs> about how nice and good, uh, you know, the Mandalorian is <laughs> like hates the hate is what gets people talking, you know, and, and they, they see that they recognize that and they capitalize on it because that's the only, that's the only thing that's going to give them the attention that they, they want, that they want and need. And so that's what people respond to the The, you know, the, uh, the The biggest or the most is is you know complaints you know there's a i mean there's a uh, there's an
1: industry on it, you know, customer service, yeah, but to go back to what you were saying you were talking about earlier with the w w e and the Lashley and they're still getting clicks on youtube yeah you if you hate like when the next star Wars film comes out the the rise of Skywalkers come out. I guarantee you there are gonna be people who the next day are gonna have videos up complaining about it that went to go see the midnight show on Thursday. And for Disney it's like, well, I got your twelve bucks because you know you did pay to see it in Ace and uh what's it um in 3D with the and all that stuff. So I got your twelve, fifteen dollars and now you're gonna shit on that's fine, shit all you want. I still got your damn money, it's still gonna make a billion and a half dollars exactly i mean you're like not... your hate would do you do so much better if you weren't paying attention to it. it's like it's like I, everything is wrestling it's like uh you know if a wrestler comes out if he gets cheered or he gets booed he's getting a reaction that's good it's when a wrestler comes out and there's silence that there's a problem right if you really have a problem with how disney is doing uh star wars on marvel and you really you know you hate it so much your best action would be to ignore it but that would involve them actually you know have to have critical thinking and they have critical thinking they wouldn't have half the complaints they have about you know how dare a woman know how to shoot a gun or a black cat in America (laughs) yeah And, and it's like if
0: if it's that bad yeah you shouldn't spend your money on it save your money it's not worth spending your $12 or spend your money like everybody else like you and I are going to and learn to enjoy it
1: you know save yourself the stress of or option C make your own if you hate the comic books that are being made make your own comic book right but the problem with that the problem with that is like I've seen their little Kickstarter for comic books the comic books are so crappy they're artistically terrible. and you know, the writing styles like they make it that first comic, you know, the the Kickstarter, GoFundMe, they can make that first comic, but they never make it to issue four or five. Right. Cause it's just I mean, it's just shit. You don't know what you're doing.
0: You just but it's hard to establish new characters and new comics, you know, that people will be interested that people are interested in. You know, there's a reason why x-men and the spider and the x-men and spider-man not the spider-man and spider-man and captain america and batman and um and star wars have been around for so long it's you know they're characters that have been established that a lot of people enjoy um and it's hard to you know it's hard to compete with that and like you know, you just you're not doing yourself any favors by stressing out over it, you know, or going to Twitter and, and you know, bashing something. It's like
1: Yeah, because all you you're not doing anything, it's never gonna change. Disney has a plan for the doing. It's gonna be family friendly. It's gonna involve more women in positions of power, and that's what the going to the future now. If you don't have to like it, that's fine. You don't have don't like it then. But stop bitching about it, please.
0: Right. Unless it's not done well. You know, if it's terrible acting or or you know, that's
1: Yes, you can then critique. that's
0: something you can look at.
1: You can look you, can, you can critique. Critique and criticism, that's fair. Like if there's actually a problem. But if your problem involves, you know, like I said, a woman knows how to shoot a gun and, you know, a goddamn space movie or space TV show, <laughs> you know, the aliens aren't a problem, but the goddamn woman who knows how to shoot a gun is a problem, then maybe, just maybe, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, you know, and look, there's there's nothing wrong with trying something different. You know, look, look at James Bond. 007 in a year or two is going to be a female, you know, and mm. it's not James Bond is a female. It's Agent 007. It's just mm. something different. It's something... It's a new take on on a on a classic character, on something that isn't real, on someone that isn't real, that um, you know is a a way to kind of freshen the character up, you know, keep people interested, and uh, you know, a, a way to tell a new to tell new stories, you know, because if the story is always the same, that you know, the good guy wins in the end. You know, I mean, we've we've seen that for a hundred years now.
1: Yes, because you have new creators who come in and want to tell their own stories. And that goes, especially for if you have creators of color or women creators who come in and say, well, I would like to see someone who looks like me. And they did it. They,
0: instead of complaining about it, they worked their way up to those positions to make the change possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, they, it's like, okay, well, then why don't you go work for Marvel? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work, bust my ass and yeah. Get in that position where I can have some say and, and, and be able to affect the change that you'd like to see, you know, that, that you want it at least give a shot. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with giving it a shot. I mean, you can always go back to a male 007 or, you know, uh, you can always have um, a male Jedi. You know, maybe not, maybe not always the hero, but there can always be, there's always going to be male Jedi. You know, it's not like they're getting rid of Males, you know, like permanently. We kind of need guys around
1: here. And we saw this with Marvel. They made Sam Wilson Captain America, and who's Captain America now? I uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's back to Steve Rogers. <laughs> okay. Jane Foster know. was Thor for a couple of years, and now you know the oldest is back as Thor. Yeah. It's not Riri probably. Williams was Ironheart while Tony Stark was the was in a coma, and now Tony Stark is back as Iron Man. A spoiler alert! Well, <laughs> okay. All those stories are look. It's not my fault you don't read in comic books from before two thousand and one. So there's too many. That I mean, that's
0: my thing is there's just too many to choose from. I don't know where to go, but uh, but I don't go to Twitter about it. I just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Well, yeah. it's not for me at the moment. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and find time and try and find a way to uh, to. Uh, work it into my rotation.
1: Yeah. The rotation of life. Yeah. So my only lesson for today is it's okay to not like something. It's okay to critique something. It's not okay to just keep watching something you hate, bitching about it, knowing damn well it's never going to change. Change the channel. Life is too short to spend it on things that you hate. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. I'm sorry. I was just like I need to get off of my chest and I knew it was either gonna be on the podcast or it was gonna be a sixty five on Twitter? Yeah, it was gonna be a Twitter thread doing all again. <laughs> you hating no good summer bitches. We can find something else. No.
0: Let me then you this. become what you hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Let me talk because if I if I you're like whenever I have these like rants in my head and I'm like, I'll get on a podcast. You're a good sounding board for me to keep me from, you know be like, hey, man, you're going too far. Or you sound like – so, <laughs> that was good. I need you to, like, text and message me after my thread on Twitter. But, like, I think you went a little too hard, man. Of
0: course. <laughs> of course.
1: But, no, nah, I feel bad. Thank you. And I – I'm done. I said it's going to be a short podcast. Yeah.
0: Fun. uh, Just under an hour, it looks like. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, man, you got anything –
0: uh, no, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to the start of the Christmas holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, start listening to more Christmas music now. And,
1: uh. Yes, it's finally okay to listen to Christmas yeah. music. <laughs> I hate all you. Complainers. <laughs> <laughs> who are saying it's too early. <laughs> you people, you know who you are playing goddamn <laughs> Christmas music at the beginning of November. You give Thanksgiving the respect it deserves.
0: Watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and then Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Yes. Now you can pump all your Christmas music, your Mariah Carey, your Temptations, and you can just go into and end it at December. I don't want to go to 2020 hearing no goddamn Christmas music.
0: Yeah, Christmas Day, maybe December 26th, and that's it. Wrap it
1: up, B. Wrap it up. <laughs> all right, uh, give out a social.
0: Uh, Instagram at N-O-T-E-L-R-I-C. Uh, follow Quincy on Twitter. He's a, like I always say, he's a great Twitter follow.
1: Yes, and if you wouldn't mind going on to iTunes and giving your boys that five-star review, we would much appreciate it. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's it. Oh, my Twitter, my Twitter handle is Quinn288. That's Quinn underscore 288 and um you know what i we need to do i need to set up an email so if you just email you know maybe they have topics they want us to talk about yeah that'd be cool and let's see yeah i think that's it that's all i got so let's go enjoy the rest of our day gotta go back to work tomorrow yeah. or today when you're hearing this watch
0: the texans on Sunday night football against the Patriots should be interesting.
1: <laughs> We're going to go real fast, real early. We're going to waste time. Either I'll be, I'll love the game or I'll be editing this podcast. One of those two things will be happening tonight. <laughs> All right, that's it. We out. For Anthony, I am De Quincy. Later, babies.